Olá pessoal, tudo bem? And welcome to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast, where we talk to the builders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from the Brazil crypto ecosystem. I'm your host, Aaron Stanley, and today I'm joined by Ray Nasser, who's the CEO of Arthur Mining. And today we're going to be discussing Bitcoin mining and Brazil. Before we jump in, I'd like to say a quick thank you to our partner for this episode, the HBAR Foundation. HBAR Foundation works to support growth across the Hedera Hashgraph ecosystem. If you're an entrepreneur in Brazil or the LATAM region, and you have a cool project or idea that needs some help scaling or just getting started, I highly recommend taking a look at these guys. They have several different grant funds in operation that are seeding projects across DeFi, FinTech, NFTs, and sustainability. And they've got a lot of other resources to help you out on your journey. So please do head over to hbarfoundation.org to take a look and learn more. And with that, I'd like to welcome Ray to the show. It's a pleasure being here, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. Uh, really excited for this. Really excited to, to learn more about the mining ecosystem in Brazil and um, from someone who's an experienced operator such as yourself for a long time. And um, so to get started, why don't you talk a bit about yourself and Arthur Mining? Okay, great. Well, I myself come from uh, financial markets. I have over 20 years financial markets experience and product creation. I learned about you know cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, in 2015, where I first invested in a mining operation owned by some friends. I was really, really dumbfounded by the uh, creation, by the value creation that it gave us. You know, not necessarily even by by the asset Bitcoin itself in the beginning. You know, uh, we were very skeptical, but we really liked generating Bitcoins and the value creation that it provided us. So after doing some research, I decided to create one of the first uh, funds for mining to give people ex exposure to mining in the world, which we created here end of 2015, mostly for Brazilian investors. About two years later, we had over, you know, almost 300 invest different investors. Um, so I used this to start educating people about Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining, especially here in Brazil. And today... Um, We mine, you know, we've mined in over six different countries. We build operations in over six different countries. Today, we are focused primarily in the U.S. We are a full ESG carbon neutral, carbon actually negative company. We create carbon credits while we mine Bitcoin. We have very cheap energy costs, and uh, you know, we have around uh, 30 employees. Uh, you know, we're growing the company, and we intend to start uh, mining Bitcoin in Brazil very, very soon before the end of the year. Great. Thank you for that overview. So to get started here, I'd like to kick off with my kind of my main question that will really guide the rest of this conversation. Uh, and that question is, why is Brazil not attracting a lot of Bitcoin miners right now? Uh, we hear lots of news about uh, Argentina and Paraguay. Uh, mining firms are setting up there. Why are we not seeing this type of activity in Brazil? Well, two things. You're looking as a Bitcoin miner, first of all, you're looking for cheap energy costs. That has never been the case in Brazil. Brazil has one of the most expensive energy costs in the world in sharp contracts to Paraguay and uh, Argentina, which have cheaper energy costs. Aside from that, we have, you know, if we tally up all the taxes for importing in, an ASIC or a Bitcoin mining machine, we're going to have end up paying around 94%. Uh, premium to the machine price or so paying double with the machine price costs. So your return on investment is going to take twice as much, right? So 
double return on investment, high energy costs, high bureaucracy for importing machinery has not made Brazil an attractive place to mine Bitcoin so far. And then how does that compare to other countries like Argentina and Paraguay, where both of which you're, you're operating in? Yeah, I have operated in Argentina, I have operated in Paraguay, I have operated in Iceland, I have operated in China and Canada as well. Every country has, you know, its pros and its cons. Argentina, you may have access to government incentives and tax-free zones, which is very good, but it is Argentina. You have political risk, you have geopolitical risk, you have um, very harsh work laws, very hard to employ somebody in Argentina. Paraguay, you know, your operations are very far. There is a security risk, even though energy prices may be, you know, a little bit lower, but it's very hard to find people to work, you know, that, that, that you can trust in Paraguay for mining operations. You know, obviously there's a, sec- there's a nice secondary market for machines over there, but when you want to scale up, when you want institutional investment, you want to be in a jurisdiction where your investors are going to be secure. The, the problem with China is that there's no real rule of law in China. Right. right. They, they, want, they used to shut, out, shut down my operations. Says, We're going to have to shut down the substation for two months this year. You know, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, I had to explain to over 300 investors what's going on. Why are they not mining? Iceland, you know, Iceland was very nice, but it's far. Everything else is expensive. Energy is cheap. You know, the best case scenario for us uh, is, is in the U.S. We're in the U.S. right now. We have access to cheap energy costs, firm contracts. We have good access to financing. Obviously, it's all getting regulated. But this year, we are, we are planning to get into Brazil because finally, there will be some incentives for that. So let's maybe dive a bit more into what these incentives look like. Or before we do that, actually, I'd like to dive a bit more into the, the electricity question in Brazil because this is obviously electricity is really the most important input in a, in a mining operation aside from the, the machines themselves, right? Absolutely. I guess I personally would like to better understand just how Brazilian energy markets work and just why electricity is, is so expensive, as you were mentioning. How does the, how does the market set up and, and how is it? I mean, I know, I know obviously there's Eletrobras, which is currently in the process of being privatized to a certain degree from what I understand. But if you could give us maybe an overview of just like how the energy markets work and why uh, it's more expensive in particular in Brazil vis-a-vis these other countries. Okay. Well... Most of it is taxes. Brazil is a very high tax country, right? The government uh, basically has its claws everywhere. It's, it's mostly taxes, but right now we're getting some incentives for the energy market in Brazil for renewable energies. So there's a lot of tax incentives for solar and wind power plants, which are starting to grow, especially in the northeast of the country. Mm. Aside from that, you know, we have some coal, we have, we have a lot of natural gas, um, but it's all, you know, all heavily taxed. It's, uh, there is a deficit sometimes. This is an opportunity for us. There's a deficit of transmission equipment, transmission infrastructure, transmission lines. So um, a lot of these, we have very little power plants and like very little hydroelectric plants, which can't really connect to the cities. This, this makes energy much more expensive. The majority of Brazilians' energy potential is hydroelectric right? Hydroelectric dams, but it's very expensive energy, very expensive energy. And the majority of it is just taxes. Mm. You know, that, 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 that's what I can say. So, you know, we do have energy crisis from time to time, not because of the lack of energy being produced, but lack, lack of energy getting to people and getting to the grids. 
This is this is what happens in Brazil right now. And there's a lot of wasted energy as well. Some of it wasted in transmission, others just wasted that plants produce excess energy and they can't sell it. So this ties into what you're mentioning with the deficit and transmission infrastructure, where the energy, it's not necessarily a question of having a sufficient quantity of energy, but it's a question of getting it to the right people. And then it's the question of all the various taxes and fees and things that are layered on that, that make things just a bit more, it's Justo Brasil, right? <laughs> Justo Brasil, exactly. Brazil mode, extra hard, you know? And, and since we're on the subject then, so uh, you mentioned you're going to begin mining in Brazil later this year. And could you go into what exactly is changing here or what is happening that is making you, that, that's making this a profitable venture for you? So in November, as of November last year, we, we started to get contacted by a lot of these big energy companies in Brazil. You know, we, we spoke to almost all of them. So they, you know, they were all interested, very interested in mining all of a sudden, Bitcoin mining, you know, and um, this drove us to ask ourselves exactly why, right? So um, we, after studying, after asking, we know that a lot of these companies have a lot of excess capacity that, you know, it's just being thrown away. Some of them are not being able to sell to the grid at good prices. Okay, so they want, they want, they're looking for a way to be, be more profitable with a lot of the capacity that they do not use. You know, and even a lot of this capacity that they do use, they want to know if they can actually profit more. Hmm. You know, obviously there's a, um, there's a CapEx investment, there's significant CapEx investment for mining. And they need to understand that. They need to understand the market and they need to obviously clear it with their boards and have all the permissions in order to be able to do it. But um, what we want to do is we want to act as a load balancer. You know, we want no energy to go to waste. You know, even uh, to lease them or rent them, you know, our mobile data centers. We, we produce mobile data centers here in Brazil. We produce them already. We already produce containers in Brazil. We're going to start producing ASICs in Brazil by the end of the year, hopefully as well. So, you know, it's a very, it's a product that makes sense for energy companies, where they're just going to uh, up their profitability. Right. So this is almost another spin uh, if you will, on the trend of Bitcoin mining companies finding creative ways to kind of partner with energy companies, whether it's with natural gas flaring and things of this nature, basically trying to make the, the energy company's job a little bit easier by like, hey, we'll take this excess that you have, we'll take it, we'll make some use of it, and we'll, you'll, you'll make some extra money out of it. Or we'll try to get these incentives aligned. And it seems like the mining industry has, generally speaking, done a pretty good job of doing this. Um, and then what you're describing seems to be like another, another example of that. Yes. Yes. It's, it's already being done in, in the U S it's already like with riot, riot mining and for Texas grid, they already act as a load balancer and in other countries of the world. Absolutely. Brazil, we are educating. We're really educating everybody so we can, uh, jumpstart this market. So switching gears here a bit, I want to turn over to the crypto legislation that's working its way through Congress right now. And there's several provisions in there related to Bitcoin mining, uh, specifically equipment uh, and, and the importation and taxes on it and things of that nature. And I know there's, there's been a lot of excitement around some of these provisions with you know, some optimism that this might make Brazil or Bitcoin mining a bit more attractive in Brazil. Can you kind of walk us through what's being considered here? Okay, so there's a few things. All right. Um, first of all, um, April 
of this year, we had a very big uh, project that was drafted for cryptocurrencies in general. You know, we regulate the exchange, transfer custody administration for cryptocurrencies in general here in Brazil. You know, would also put, you know, people who act maliciously in jail, right? And in the same project, there was a text added, which until it would relieve energy miners and uh, the importation and taxation on mining equipment um, for renewable, with renewable energy, only for renewable sources until 2030, this would bring taxation to zero. On this equipment, on this equipment, okay. So, so we'd be able. The, I, I mean, the federal taxation. There's always a state, state taxes, but federal taxes would be zero until 2030. You know, like I said, if we really calculated taxes, you're paying double for a machine. You're paying double as of today, mm. okay. And with this project, you would probably pay zero on federal taxes, which is uh, uh, import tax. Two, two kinds of import taxes. There's also a tax called PIS, PASES, PIS, COFINS. So there's five kinds of different taxes. And this project of law is, um, it, it needs still to be voted. Okay. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's going to get voted today or not, but it would reduce to zero the, the all the, the import taxes on the machines. Right. Um, aside from that, there was also a resolution from the ministry of, uh, from our economic ministry, which zeroed um, one kind of importation tax, which is the EE, Imposto de Importação, for Bitcoin mining machines. This was on the 9th of May, okay, until December 2025. This has a, uh, has a domino effect on all the other taxes that we pay um, to import these machines. So, yeah, I mean, it reduced from about 94% to about 65% if you do a, a whole calculation of taxes, this resolution, okay? Obviously, the um, with the project, if the project is voted, if the law uh, project is voted and it passes, then we reduce it to basically below 15, counting state taxes. So you're going from a 94% premium on these machines to a 15% premium on importing these, on these machines. Right. I mean, it's another ball game. It's a total other ball game. And, you know, we will be able to mine here in Brazil, even with high energy costs, obviously machines are getting more and more efficient in terms of energy usage. So, you know, we would be able to mine in Brazil. Especially for the excess, for excess energy, it's a no-brainer because yeah. excess energy, wasted energy comes at a zero cost. Right, right. Cost of zero. But even for, for other kinds of energy as well. That's huge. That's a, that's, that's a massive potential there. So between, so what you're saying is between the, the economic ministry uh, stripping out this certain or granting the holiday on this certain type of importation tax until December 2025, and then the provision that's in this, in this crypto law, this, this legislation that would grant relief on that tax until 2030 for assuming it's renewable. It meets, I'm not sure exactly how they would classify these equipment, these machines as being green or not, but up until 2030, that would effectively cut your premium from 94% to about 15% essentially on importing these. Yeah. Well, you know, if you are renewable energy and you are importing these machines, 
you're a renewable energy player in Brazil and you're importing these machines, then you get the tax breaks. Oh, so it's it's not the machines themselves. It's the, the entity that's importing them, essentially. Yes, exactly. For the machines, you get the tax breaks and the imports on the machines, all five taxes, all five different taxes. Got it. Got it. And then this resolution only, it only gives you a break on one of the taxes. So I had seen it reported a couple of weeks ago, and I actually included this in my newsletter that the, that Expedito Neto, who's the reporter for the, the bill in the Camera, and he, he struck a number of the changes that were kind of sent over from the, from the Senate to the Camera. I was under the impression that he had actually taken this, this component out of the legislation or he, he had removed this particular provision. And his point was we need to deal with the taxation issue separately. And I may have inadvertently you know, spread some fake news on this, but, mm-hmm. but that's one of the reasons I wanted to invite you, Ray, onto this show to kind of help us clarify what exactly is going on here. Because I think there's a few other people that were asking me about this. Like, is this actually in the, is this still there? I guess, what do you know as far as like the current status of, is this, is this uh, exemption still in the current text? Is this on the chopping block? Well, I have heard, I have in fact heard, it's not fake news. I've heard that, um, you know, I read a little bit that he, he has said that he maybe plans to take it off, but he hasn't struck it off. Got it. Yet. Okay. When it goes, when this goes to voting, we will know if he struck it off or not. Right. But obviously it would be a very, very big mistake because we would generate jobs. You know, we would uh, generate a lot of business for a lot of these companies. Um, but, you know, we, we have yet to see. Obviously, it's, it's election year. Yeah. It's election year. And there, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of forces at play here. So I don't think this is going to move anytime soon. Yeah, it, it seems like there's been a lot of sand thrown in the gears recently uh, with some of the changes that that he has proposed, the the provisions that he's looking to strip out of the bill, and just given some of the recent reporting, it looks like there's going to be quite a bit of you know jostling for position here amongst the various stakeholders. Yes, I mean there's definitely going to be more discussion on it. Right. He said, you know, Spagito Neto said he said that there's going to be more discussion on it. We have to discuss it more, right? But um, Obviously, if there's a good discussion, he's going to see that, you know, there's incentive not to take it out. It's much better than, than, t- than taking it out. You know, again, it is election year. You know, he does want to earn votes, you know, so um, anything, any, anything can happen. Sure. Anything can happen. But it's still up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit curious as to how this provision uh, was introduced into the legislation in the first place. Just given the nature of the rest of the bill is really it's kind of basic like ham and egg type stuff where it's regulating exchanges as brokers and, and it's cracking down on pyramid schemes and things. I mean, I'm just kind of curious as to who, who are the, the main entities pushing for this to be added? Is this something that like uh, the, you know, some of these power companies that you were talking to would be, it would have been interested in, or like what was kind of the driving force behind this even entering the conversation? Well, I've heard, I've heard of, you know, I've heard rumors, you know, that there's a few people and special energy companies trying to trying to get this through. But I haven't seen a, uh, a corporate sponsor behind that, that I obviously, you know, that that we have been made aware of, uh, really. You know, maybe it's a um, and it's not a lobby from the from the Abbe Crypto, the Crypto Association here either. Right. Because when it's the mining Bitcoin, you know, we are the uh, we're basically the biggest ones in Brazil that do it. Mm-hmm. So it came, it really came to as a surprise for us when this was introduced. 
you know, uh, we were not, we were not invited to be part of the conversation. Interesting. This was either, either emerged organically based on, you know, a particular, <laughs> one of the authors, you know, pet projects, or it was stuck it in somehow, or. I don't, I don't think it came from the crypto market or crypto mining market, but it came from the renewable energy market. Oh, uh, okay. Because this, this would be a very big incentive for people to use renewable energy. Okay. So, so it's much more of a renewable energy market thing than, uh, than a crypto market thing. Interesting. So I think it, it must have come from this side. And obviously a lot of people are interested in mining in Brazil. Right. And, um, I really hope that Brazil takes a stance like the U.S. did in their bill where, you know, they are looking to partner up with crypto companies, partner up with crypto mining and, uh, and tax them, you know, so it's, it's good for everybody. Legitimize and tax them. You can't tax somebody without legitimizing. If you legitimize, you know, any operations, it means, you know, they have access to financing. They have, you know, access to credit lines, you know, so it's a win-win for everybody. So in the U.S., you have an interesting dynamic where there's a lot of states, uh, such as Texas being the obvious one, that have really come out and sort of made themselves, you know, they're actively recruiting miners from China and elsewhere to come and set up and build whatever you want to build. I mean, is there a similar dynamic in Brazil or do you, do you foresee a, a similar dynamic where states in Brazil could begin competing on this or attempting to attract these folks? Yes, I, I do, actually. You know, a, a few states like Espiritu Santo and uh, a few others, you know, they have a lot of gas, some of them have a lot of solar, but not in statewide, more like a, uh, the private sector or the publicly listed companies of private sector. Mm. I mean, Texas as a state, you know, they give you incentives. Obviously, we know that Texas has their own power grid. It's not connected to the rest of the grid in the U.S. So it acts like a company. Okay, and companies here in Brazil are the ones who are going to be taking on these incentives. I don't think it's a state at all. Um, so you know, it's something that 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 we have yet to see happen uh, publicly, but privately, you know, we've been contacted by most of the energy companies here. We are already working with the energy companies to make uh, mining a, a big possibility in Brazil, and then. Regarding these tax exemptions, uh, these potential tax exemptions, what types of hardware specifically would they apply to? Is this, is this only, you know, Bitcoin mining rigs or could this potentially apply to like GPUs or other types of, uh, you know, kind of layer zero computing hardware, if you will? Only, only Bitcoin mining, only mining machines for SHA-256 protocol, right. which is the, uh, the protocol for Bitcoin mining. And uh, only to a certain efficiency, I think it's 34 joules for, for, for terahash of machines, which is something that you know, the market has today. Um, so, so it is Bitcoin. It is Bitcoin mining because Bitcoin, if you look at it, you know, and, and that's how we can tell that this is something that came driven from the energy market because Bitcoin is very energy intensive. GPUs, Ethereum mining, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not even close to being as energy intensive as Bitcoin is. So, uh, you know, this would make sense for Bitcoin and the energy companies. Energy companies do not make sense in, in doing a... Uh, yeah, or it wouldn't make any sense for them to be lobbying for that, essentially. Uh, no. Yeah. No, not Okay, at all. that makes so, so We have a very high density. That's the thing, you know, one 40-foot container that we build has up to 2.2 megawatts energy density. That's like two Eldorado malls, shopping malls here in Brazil. It's very big. 
you know, inside a, a small 40 foot container. So you want to use energy. You need to do something scale. All the energy here deals in Brazil, they're very big, very, very big scale. So, so Bitcoin mining is something that you can scale up to use a lot of energy. And I guess my next question, I mean, we've kind of touched on this uh, just in, in, in passing here over the, the course of the conversation, but you know, one of the things I really wanted to get out of this conversation was, was like, if these, if these provisions were to end up being signed into law, these, these provisions in the bill that we're talking about, uh, how much does this really move the needle forward as it, as it comes to making Brazil a competitive place to mine Bitcoin? And, um, or, or to maybe to frame the question a little bit differently, you know, are there other still systemic issues that are unresolved that would make Brazil an unattractive place to mine Bitcoin? And obviously we've talked about kind of, you know, the, the tax burden and things of that nature, but there's obviously a lot of other factors that go into deciding where you would set up your mining operation, basically. Brazil has a lot of capacity. There's no question. It has the need to mine Bitcoin. I mean, I mean it's a, a product that makes sense. This will make the needle fly, okay? Because our biggest problems are taxes. Taxes and bureaucracy, right? Bureaucracy will still be a problem. But it's a problem we can solve. Taxes we can argue against. So this can possibly make Brazil a very big mining venture because we have a lot of wasted energy. As energy consumers, you know, mining as energy consumers, no, it does. It still will not make sense. But you know, consuming any excess energy that is generated and is there's a lot and wasted energy in Brazil, then this is a really really good. Uh, you know, it's a good case. It's a good case. But we need to lower the taxes, the import taxes uh, on the hardware, you know, and uh, also the software that's produced for, for Bitcoin mining or any other software in relationship to that um, will not be taxed. Well, you mentioned earlier that you were looking, your Arthur Mining is looking to begin introduce or manufacturing your own ASICs in Brazil also. Is that is that a way, I mean, would that somehow alleviate the tax burden or would you still just have to pay the same taxes on the components even if they're not this would alleviate this would definitely alleviate a, a big big part of the tax burden you know we'll, we managed to source some of the chips that are used to build ASIC machines which are the hardest parts is a very big uh, uh scarcity of, of chips right silicon chips in the world right now so our biggest problem is really sourcing these chips but we have qualified people to build these ASICs and it's something we are already testing as of now. Okay, we already built our mobile data centers and we're testing building our own ASICs as of now. Um, this is going to obviously, obviously, this is going to, you know, give us a huge tax break, you know, uh, at least 80%, you know, of, of the current taxes. And uh, it, it is a project we have going forward. So this would obviously, in the, in the immediate term, this would, you, you would use these machines yourselves, but would you first yourselves getting into yeah. the business of selling these to other folks locally or how do you, how do you kind of see that expand? Oh, we are miners. We're miners. We want to deploy full capacity. Always. We, we do not plan to sell these machines locally. Got it. Got it. You know, if we can deploy them, if we can deploy them and, and you know, generate uh, revenue and in income, which this is what we do, you know, this is what we're going to keep doing. Um, our, you know, what we want to do is, you know, grow as much as we can. As as Bitcoin miners, so we want to have a good part of the of the whole history, of the whole uh, hash rate, the whole system. A couple of other quick questions here before we wrap up, but just given 
the global state of the market right now. And there's, there's a lot of kind of, we're not in a good, not in a terribly good position, you know, bear market, just given some of the, so some of the headlines we've seen about, about miners coming out recently, like there's, you know, a lot of these folks are in really in debt. There's margin calls. There's questions about how, you know, there's profitability questions as far as mining right now. I mean, I think we're kind of at, seems like we're kind of at that point where, you know, you may not be making much money on the Bitcoins you're mining at this stage. I guess, how do you, is this, is this an, is this a, an impediment at this point? Or is this, I mean, you've been around for eight years, you've been through these cycles before, but I'm just thinking more in terms of on the, you know, on the legislative front and in the minds of, you know, some of these legislative, if we do end up having more conversations about these, these tax exemptions, mm-hmm. um, does the, does this kind of the state of the industry, um, is, is that go, how is that going to in, impact these conversations? Well, obviously a bull market, you know, gets people more excited and moves things along quickly, quicker, right? A lot of the miners, especially in the U.S. and, and, and all over some of the world as well, um, they over leverage themselves so they can grow. You know, companies need to leverage themselves if they want to grow at a certain pace. And, you know, Bitcoin has gone down a lot and they're not being able to pay their, their, their leverage and to pay their obligations. They're getting liquidated and a lot of their financing um, you know, thank God we, we have none of that. We, we're not a leveraged operation and we're doing very well. Our cost of energy is, you know, well below two cents. Uh, we have a very, very good cost of energy. We're in the first tier of, of, of efficiency in Bitcoin miners in the world. So we, we you know, thank God we've managed to survive this and we are still generating, you know, uh, good profits with, uh, you know, around 40% EBITDA, even after Bitcoin has fallen. But new investments right now into Bitcoin mining with efficient people, this is the best trade you can do. It's the best investment because these machines have gone down by so much. You know, it's a, just a great time to invest in them. It's a great time to mine. Mining is an anti-cyclical market, meaning that you have to invest when the markets are down. So are you already seeing that? Like there's, there. I mean, obviously the last couple of years we've had a shortage of miners. It's taken, you know, it's, it's you know, your orders from Bitmain or whatever take, you know, six, nine, 12 months to get fulfilled. I mean, are you seeing things change pretty drastically on that front where you're able to acquire new hardware on the secondary market? I mean, I mean, machines, machines have fallen by more than half. Bitcoin has fallen, you know, from all-time highs, it has, has gone down 60%. Machines have gone down more than that. So for sure, you know, you know and Bitmain is a hard, a tough negotiator, you know, but they know that they have to lower their hardware prices in order to keep selling right now. You know, a, a lot of these miners have, a break-even price of $21,000, $22,000 per Bitcoin. And they ju- they, they'll just turn off their machines. Right, right. At that point, everybody loses, right? So, yeah. <laughs> For the more efficient Bitcoin miners, there's a, there's a distress play. We're, ju- we're just buying used and new machines from people who have orders already and can't deploy them. So that really gives uh, a huge leg up to people or to companies that are, you know, maybe not over leveraged and they've still got some, some cash on hand that they can deploy. Um, to get these to get these machines at a sixty percent discount, and, and I mean, if you're getting a machine at sixty percent discount, it doesn't it doesn't make some of these uh, you know the premiums of the import premiums perhaps into Brazil seem so bad if you're if you're already getting a you know sixty percent discount on the machine, right? And it, it has to make sense. It has to make sense. Wherever there's wasted energy, you can just mine Bitcoin. Even if your ROI is going to take your return investment is going to take a little longer, it's just it, it still makes a lot of sense. My takeaway from this conversation is really that, you know, the main reason that Bitcoin mining has not been competitive in Brazil or historically has, just, has mainly been the difficulty in getting the machines into the country. 
And then there's some, you know, lots of taxes on energy and things of that nature. But you and then collectively uh, the Congress through this legislation, if it does end up passing, have sort of cracked the code here for how to how to make this a thing, right? How to make this work, whether it's manufacturing the ASICs inside the country itself or just reducing the import taxes pretty dramatically. And once you get the machines, once you have the machines set up, getting the energy is not at, at a competitive rate is not going to be as difficult as maybe it used to be. Is that sort of a fair assessment of where we're sitting right now? That's a very good assessment that we're sitting right now. And uh, part of why we're going to produce these ASICs is that we want to control the whole value chain of mining. We already produce the containers. We already produce some of the energy in the U.S. Uh, if we can produce the ASICs as well, then we're going to be even more efficient. So we're striving for efficiency right now. A bear market is not that all bad because we have time to build, you know, and, and better our operations. What better time to do it than now? You know, so when we have a next bull market, we can just uh, deploy, deploy, deploy. And so, so last question here, uh, I always like kind of doing these forward-looking questions uh, to wrap up, but realistically, how do you see the Brazil mining scene evolving from here on out? You know, are there opportunities here beyond just Bitcoin, maybe in like three to five years, if things kind of play out as here's that they might play out, how do you, how do you see this scene evolving? Well, we're Bitcoin miners. I don't like to mine anything else because I think that it's very hard to scale up. Anything else uh, out of the you know 10 or 13 companies that we have listed, they're all Bitcoin. There's one that probably mines something else as well. Um, obviously, Ethereum, which is second most popular for mining, is shifting to proof of stake. So GPU mining is not going to be a thing much longer, right? Not going to be a thing. You know, Bitcoin used to be GPU mining, by the way, right? Pre-2014. Uh, it's not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a thing, obviously, because there can, you know, proof of work, there can be only one like the movie Highlander, there can be only <laughs> one, you know. Um, if, if I'm giving you more incentives than anybody else, and my system is thousands of millions of, you know, billions times more secure than your system is, and I'm giving you more incentives, why would you go for any other proof of work? You know, a um, couple of people have done that and have made grave mistakes and are paying for it. Mm. Right now. You know, uh, there, there's clear examples. Yeah. And uh, so Bitcoin owns proof of work. So it's very hard for anything else to be proof of work. Tilting it back just to the, to the more Brazil uh, specific angle of that question, uh, three to five years, how do you kind of see this playing out? I mean, given, given the interest you've gotten from some of the big energy companies, given the fact that you will be starting to mine in Brazil, I think it, it almost feels like this is one of these situations where you need somebody to go first and prove that it can be done. And then you'll have a lot of copycats following you eventually. Uh, especially if the energy companies are really in favor of this. How do you see all this evolving over the next uh, you know, three, five years? You know, ultimately, I think that the biggest miners are going to be the utility and energy companies. Okay, I think it's unavoidable. And in three to five years, the market is going to be well aware of that and well deployed, and it's going to start growing tenfold. That's what I think. It's a very, very, very good product for growth here. If you can educate and if you can get you know, the right partners on board, and it makes... A thousand percent chance, you know, sense that that they will do this because it solves a problem. It solves, you know, an intrinsic problem with the energy, uh, you know, with the energy sector in Brazil. It, it seems like you have a nice uh, sort of Baptist bootlegger coalition here of sorts between the renewable energy, uh, renewable energy folks, and you know the crypto bros. I suppose from a legislative context, who are I mean, what would be the biggest impediments? Like, is there an obvious stakeholder who would be 
lobbying for this not to happen or opposed to this or like, like what's the biggest sort of threat to this this playing out as you're you're describing it well there's a political you know there's a whole political threat you know obviously you know if we move if we shift to a more left-leaning government you know i have never seen left governments you know cut taxes for anything right. You know, they don't believe on incentivizing the private sector. They believe on growing government, growing government and taxing more and increasing taxes. So, you know, if we have a scenario that the left comes in power in Brazil and, and this would be regulated by the executive branch, you know, then things get a lot darker. Things get a lot darker for us in terms of taxation and in terms of incentives. You know, a lot of populist, uh, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are just populists and, and saying, you know, let's tax and let's redistribute these taxes, right. you know, and whether actually is they're decreasing the earnings of the government in the long run, not increasing. And they don't understand that. So that is the single biggest threat that we have here in Brazil. So a lot of sectors, right? We are no different. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, that's that's irrespective of sector. So, I mean, given that it does look like Lula is going to win, uh, at least if you're following the current polling, it seems like that's the that seems to be where it's headed. You know, I, I guess does this does this place you know some extra urgency in your mind to to making sure this legislation passes by the end of the year before the the lame duck uh, session? Yeah, I don't think it's going to pass. I don't think it's going to be voted until the end of the year. There's a lot, you know, and uh, I don't think Lula is going to win either. <laughs> but that's you know, um, you know the, these polls are obviously you know the the. The founders of all these polls have very big ties with the PT. You know, some of them have worked for the PT, and these polls have been wrong by the same amounts in previous elections before, and they're only wrong to one side. They're never wrong to the other side, right? This is this is a fact. So, you know, I hope he won't win. I don't. I do not believe he will win. Uh, but let's see. Let's see. You know, we're, we're going to keep working as usual, working as usual, and uh, you know try to bring more business to the country independently of who wins. Yeah. Well, I think if we've learned anything over the last like five, six years is that you can't really trust political polling, you know, maybe <laughs> <laughs> you no. cannot trust political you polling. Trust you them. cannot trust a big part of the media. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So yeah, you shouldn't be making too many decisions based on what the polls say or, you know, anyway, uh, this has been really great, Ray. I appreciate having you on. I've learned a lot from this. Feel like I've gone from you know zero to one as far as my knowledge of Bitcoin mining in Brazil goes here. So uh, hopefully our listeners have have learned a bit as well. So I really appreciate having you on, and would love to have you back on again here soon to, to check Thank in. You. On it would be my honor and pleasure. Thank you very much. So where can folks go to 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 contact you or to learn more about what you're doing? Well, they can uh, go to ArthurMining.com. This is our website for Arthur Mining, and they can also follow me on Twitter, Ray Nasser one two three. That's my Twitter. I, you know, update the markets. I talk a lot about the markets, uh, all different sectors and what's going on in general markets, general economy and uh, and the mining market as well. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ray, for your time. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners for, for tuning in here. Thank you. Obrigado, everyone. And thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the Brazil Crypto Report newsletter on Substack if you haven't already. And please do give the show a five-star rating on your podcast app if you enjoyed this content. We'll be back soon with another great guest.
Thank you.